Hello, this is Dr. Tammy Morelia, and today we will be mapping stem cells on the 15-minute matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be talking with Dr. Tammy Moralia. Dr. Tammy Moralia, MD, is the founder of U.S. Stemology, Global Stemology, Seattle Stem Cell Center, and Vitality Medispa and Medical Clinic. She is double certified in aesthetic medicine and integrative and natural medicine, and she is a national best-selling author with her book, The Hormone Secret. Dr. Tammy is a frequent speaker at Cell Surgical Network conferences, Bulletproof conferences, American Academy of Anti-Aging, and many more. She has appeared on ABC, NBC, Fox, and Good Morning America. Patients who work with Dr. Tammy are transformed by her holistic approach, whether they are coming to receive cutting-edge stem cell therapy or holistic natural cosmetic treatments. We're talking about a controversial topic today, so be sure to listen up and ponder your perspective on stem cell therapies. Hi, Dr. Tammy. I'm so excited to connect with you. Oh, me too. We are talking about a very important topic today. We're talking about stem cells. And I'm wondering if first off, you can talk to us a little bit about what they are and why they matter for health outcomes. Well, our stem cells are in all of our bodies, and that's actually how we heal and replace anything that is a cell that dies, anything that's injured, any condition. So we would literally die within a number of hours if we didn't have our stem cells. But what we have learned over the last sort of one or two decades is that stem cells live in little pockets Hmm. in our body, and we can extract them and use them clinically to have a sort of natural drug or a natural treatment to many conditions. Well, I know there's a lot of controversy right now around the use of stem cells clinically. Before we get into the controversy, can you share with us how you have used them as a quote unquote drug in myriad areas of the body and in healing? Yes, and it's important that it's so exciting because it's not a drug. It's used in place of a drug because Mm -hmm. it's your own cells. Right. And that's part of the FDA thing that we'll get into. But I got into this stem cell industry and this type of medicine as a daughter, not as a doctor. Hmm. My father had COPD, and I looked far and wide of how to help and treat him, and I bumped into stem cells. Long story short, I treated him. And he went from needing five liters of oxygen just to walk around the house to receiving no oxygen when he was walking around the house and then two liters when he was exercising. I have a patient who's a quadriplegic, has spinal cord injury. And after his first treatment, he came to his second appointment 
using a push wheelchair instead of a power wheelchair. And I said, oh, my gosh, look at you. He says, wait till you see this, Doc. And he stood up. Oh, We have patients with Parkinson's who yes. are no longer taking their medication because they don't tremor. We have patients who aren't getting, you know, joint replacements for their arthritis. But, you know, just like everything in medicine, it doesn't work 100% of the time for 100% of people. We don't know why we're studying that. Not even an aspirin works every time for every person. But the success rates are amazing. And when it's your own cells, there have been no adverse events, mm -hmm. which makes sense, right? It's your own cells being taken out and putting them in another concentrated area. And those areas you're talking about brain health, Parkinson's, I know there's been some research around Alzheimer's, we're talking about the muscles and the joints. What about in situations of inflammation or specific system health like the GI? Have you seen any benefits? Yes, Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, a lot of the autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. Stem cells are so anti-inflammatory, that's probably a big part of it. But the unique thing about stem cells, and specifically the adult stem cells that are in your fat and your bone marrow, little tiny bit in your blood and your skin, is that they can become other things, a bone, right. cartilage, nerve tissue, heart, lung. Instead of covering up symptoms, we're really rejuvenating and healing. Right. That's the basis of the name, right? It's a stem cell because it can become a different kind of cell when it's placed in that new area of the body. Is that correct? It becomes a new kind of cell when it detects the need. So mm -hmm. it, there's a cell-to-cell -cell communication system, which makes sense. When you cut your right finger, you grow skin on your right finger. Well, how does that happen, A? And how does it not happen on your nose? And it's your stem cells. Stem cells are making new skin and stem cells are making new skin only on your finger. Can you just share with us a little bit how stem cell treatment works? So we extract some bone marrow or fat or both. And then there's also adult stem cells in the lining of the umbilical cord, which is donated from a healthy live birth. And then there's something called exosomes, which are the secretions of the stem cells that do all of the work. And all of these things can be used together or separately in order to inject into a joint, for example, or IV to affect the entire body. A lot of our patients have MS. Mm -hmm. And so we give them IV and people say, well, why aren't you doing it into the spine? And I say, because MS isn't a spinal or a myelin problem. That's the side effect. It's right. an autoimmune problem. Mm -hmm. So we really need to address the cells. And so there's no better way than just doing it throughout the whole body. But you're right. If stem cells are seeds, then our bodies are the dirt. And you can get a much better outcome. And you can even reboot and revitalize your own stem cells without a procedure by doing certain things. I have a master class that's coming up. We're currently filming it to try and teach people. But the nutrition that you focus on is actually pretty stem cell friendly. Yeah. So looking at oxidative stress, looking at how we nourish and nurture the body and the digestive system so we can take in our nutrients, all of that will stimulate the support of the stem cells, as I understand it. 
Absolutely. And stem cells uh, and the mitochondria, which is the energy factory for the stem cells to do their work, they need certain things, specific certain things. They need sulfur groups. And that gets back to our basic biochemistry in Mm -hmm. our first year of medical school. Well, that's your cruciferous vegetables, you know, onions and broccoli and cabbage and all of that. You also don't want your gut to be the problem if you're there because your knee is hurting. So make sure that you're not having a leaky gut, that you're not having foods that are really going to cause a lot of irritation and inflammation in your gut. So avoiding things that are inflammatory, even if you're not allergic, quote unquote, to gluten or dairy they are inflammatory. Right. So we take the pressure off so that the stem cells go and stay where they need to rather than going randomly throughout the whole body dealing with everything. Oh, it makes so much sense. And I'm imagining that stress and many of our stressors, internal or external, are damaging the stem cells. Absolutely. Not only are they damaging, they're setting up an environment that is acidic and catabolic, which means breaking down. And people forget that when somebody has an organ transplant, they're given a medication, a pharmaceutical medication Mm -hmm. called prednisone or a steroid. And the purpose of that is to turn off the immune system so significantly that you don't even notice that you've had somebody else's kidney put inside of you. That's what stress does. Right. It turns off all the good systems in your body. So we actually have a holistic approach and we treat patients with hormones and nutrition and stress. Yes. What do you do about stress? meditation that cleans it up and how do you turn off the fight or flight cortisol cascade and what about sleep does sleep have a role here huge (laughs) huge 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 oh my gosh we my master class has a whole section on sleep from the mattress to your routine to smells to foods what should you eat when should you eat when shouldn't you eat it's huge Yeah. And when we think about the stem cells, there is a lot of research that is validated around cancer and stem cell therapy, isn't there? There is. We don't treat any patients with cancer. That's just sort of a regulatory thing. You either are on the cancer treatment side or you're not. But it's very exciting because the stem cells have a homing device. And so There may be a time when the stem cell is actually the magic bullet that's taking the medication exactly where it needs to go instead of everywhere. So why is there controversy around the use of stem cells? So it used to be the controversy was around fetal or embryonic stem cells, and that's a long conversation, but it's easy to understand that it is controversial to talk about aborted fetuses and things like that that using their stem cells. So that was shut down a long time ago in the Reagan Bush era and still remains controversial and is not going on. It's illegal in the United States. But the current controversy is the FDA and the D stands for drug or device. And can you imagine a patient that doesn't need to use opioids, that doesn't need to use Celebrex or other prescription anti-inflammatories, that doesn't need a knee replacement, that doesn't need a biologic for their autoimmune condition. I read a statistic this morning that said that Humira is the number one most profitable drug in the world. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine that all going away? (laughs) So there we have it. There we have the controversy. And so what the FDA is saying, this procedure 
which is a doctor's procedure, a minor liposuction or bone marrow trans uh, aspiration. Use an enzyme to melt the fat so you can free the stem cells and putting it right back in is a drug because it's using a enzyme to melt the fat. They call that a drug now. Mm. And they said, if it's a drug, it's under the US FDA jurisdiction only. And it has to go through big pharma and a pharmaceutical company that has to do a clinical trial and then sell it to you in a bottle that is somebody else's donated stem cells for multi, multi, multi-million dollar profit. Meanwhile, Japan, Panama, New Zealand, many countries around the world have approved this exact same procedure for their citizens due to the safety and efficacy. Hmm, that's so fascinating. I mean, it touches on so many of the things that we encounter when we are working in the realm of health and healing, where there's insertion of what we can and can't do, even though we know it is efficacious, like you're saying. And I've experienced this all the time, not just with scope of practice, but with what in research we might look at as causative versus correlative. And I think too often we ignore the correlative because we don't have the evidence to show that it's causative when the correlative is actually helping solve an issue or resolve some of the roots of the issue. What are you doing about this controversy? Because I know it's a mainstay of the work that you do in your clinic. We used to do mostly fat procedures. We now do mostly bone marrow. We've purchased a laughing gas unit because bone marrow aspiration, it's not terrible. It's not as terrible as people think it is, but we want it to be as comfortable as possible. We're actually trying to work with the FDA, but honestly, most a lot of my colleagues are looking at Mexico, the Cayman Islands. They're looking to leave the U.S. Yeah, and then how do you support somebody through the treatment, but also post-treatment to ensure that it is doing what you were hoping it to do? Are there measurements? Are there tests? We're one of the only clinics that I know of that not only do you receive your stem cell treatments, but you also receive three one-hour follow-up, and we call it total health. We look at your hormones. We look at your inflammatory markers, your microbiome, and we space that out about every three to four months. So you're our patient for almost a year, and we want to monitor you. We're also part of a clinical trial, so you get questionnaires every three months to make sure that we know what the adverse outcomes are, if any. So far, over 9,000 patients have been treated, and there have been none. But we also want to know what the efficacy is, and because patients would like to know, oh, is there an 85% success rate with treating my knee? That's awesome. That's the same as a knee replacement with no downtime. Huh. Maybe I'll do that. Anything else that you would want clinicians to know about stem cells in general and how we should be considering what we can lean into no matter our scope of practice? We have patients from literally all over the United States and all over the world because I have an affiliate network of physicians. So referring to somebody who does this can really help your patients and then work with that physician so that they can use you for the ongoing success. You might find that you can get your patients to good and a stem cell treatment plus what you do could get them to great. Mm, such a good point to end on. Thank you for the work that you do, Dr. Tammy, and for sharing your wisdom with us. Thanks for having me. 
The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15-Minute Matrix team includes music by my son, Gilbert Nakayama, and Carla Schaefer on sound production, as well as Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook. You can always visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified, each time there's a new podcast episode ready, please go to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. We'll be sure to drop into your inbox with a short reminder that a new episode is ready for you. You also have an open invitation to email us. Let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15-Minute Matrix. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com.